Welcome to the channel of Anna Purdue. Look for the link below the podcast and make sure to upload the podcast so you can multitask while hearing the message. And you can also look for the link and um, once you open it up, you can scroll over and select your favorite platform, Apple, Spotify, or Google, and just look for the channel Anna Purdue. A huge shout out to Neil and Lisa H, Nancy S, Angela E, Jolie R, Leonard L, and Jody F for your donations to the channel. And if you're able and interested in helping this channel, you can do so by clicking the donation link found on my website at annapurdue.com. The reading from today is taken from the website redpilledreality.com. Let us begin. Count Richard von Kudenhove Kalergi was the founder and president for 49 years of the Pan-European Union, the forerunner of the EU. In his 1925 book, Practice Cure he says this, The man of the future will be mixed race. For the sake of this podcast, I will be referring to these certain people trying to create this mixed race as Canaanites or the land region as modern-day Canaan. Otherwise, negative algorithms will be slapped on this podcast to make it disappear into thin air since it is considered one of the worst crimes imaginable to speak truth about these people. So, according to Kalergi's plan, in his words... The Eurasian Negroid race of the future will replace the diversity of peoples. Russian Bolshevism constitutes a decisive step towards this purpose, where a small group of communist spiritual aristocrats govern the country. Jewelry surpasses all other peoples and percentage of important men, with Trotsky as the front-runner of modern politics. The prominent position held by the modern-day Canaan these days is owed to their spiritual supremacy. Modern-day anti-Semitism is one of the many reactionary phenomenon of the mediocre against the supreme. In 1950, the Count was awarded the first Charlemagne Prize. Other winners of the award have included Winston Churchill, Henry Kissinger, Edward Heath, Bill Clinton, and Tony Blair. Of mixed race himself, three, uh, two of his three wives were Canaanites. Imagine for a moment the world has only one type of dog. Imagine the world having only one type of cat. Imagine the world having only one type of bird. Imagine the world having only one type of tree. Imagine for a moment that there is only one type of food. Imagine for a moment there is only one type of building. Would you be happy with any of these scenarios? The human race is filled with different cultures, customs, religions, ethnicities, and races. Each is unique and has a history, whether big or small. We are opposed around the world by a ruthless conspiracy of forces who seek to destroy the genuine diversity of the human race. What they seek would be like merging all marker colors into one boring color instead of keeping the different colors and their uniqueness. Richard von kodenhoff kalergi was born to an Austrian diplomat in 1894. In 1915, he married 13-year-old Canaanite actress Ida Rowland, who was very active with him in the movement, which would become the Kalergi plan. She was 13 years old. 
He also is viewed as a founding father of the European Union. Richard was able to gather a lot of attention and support from his high-ranking officials, given his father was a diplomat who spoke many languages, including Hebrew. His father was friends with none other than Theodore Herzl. The agenda that the powers that be behind this has nothing short of pure evil and sinister plans. Listen to the the list. (laughs) These are their plans. Place their agents everywhere. Take control of the media to use it for their propaganda, for their evil plans. Start fights between different races, religions, and classes. Use bribery, threats, and blackmail to get their way. Use free Masonic lodges to attract potential public officials. Appeal to successful people's egos. Appoint puppet leaders who can be controlled by by blackmail. Replace royal rule with socialist rule, then communist rule, then despotism. Abolish all rights and freedoms except the right of force. Sacrifice people when necessary. Eliminate religion except for Judaism and replace it with science and materialism. Control the education system to spread deception and destroy intellect. Rewrite history to their benefit. Create entertaining distractions. Corrupt minds with filth and perversion. Encourage people to spy on one another. Keep the masses in poverty and perpetual labor. Take possessions of all wealth, property, and especially gold. Use gold to manipulate the markets, cause depressions, etc. Introduce a progressive tax on wealth. Replace sound investments with speculation. Make long-term interest-bearing loans to governments. Give bad advice to governments and everyone else. In 1921, Kalergi joined a Masonic Lodge and had the full support of Freemasonry in his evil agenda. In Vienna, in 1922, he founded the Pan-European Movement, which sought to create a new world order and destroy the nation-states. Two years later, according to Kalergi in his biography, he received a call from none other than Louis D. Rothschild. Rothschild said that Max Warburg read his book about his pan-European manifesto and he wanted to get to know them. Max Warburg is a Rothschild banker and brother of Paul Warburg, one of the architects of the Federal Reserve in the United States. Max Warburg offered 60,000 gold marks to finance the movement for the first three years. In 1925, he went to the United States and started to get support from Paul Warburg. Bernard Barak, and Ludwig von Mises. All of them are financial elites, of course. Paul's brother, Felix Warburg, was married to none other than Frieda Schiff, whose father was none other than the banker Jacob Schiff. This is the same Jacob Schiff who funded the Bolshevik Revolution, which killed tens of millions of European Christians and millions of Central Asian Muslims. Jacob Schiff hailed the Bolshevik butchers, according even to the New York Times. Paul Warburg's son, James Warburg, said before the Senate of the United States, We shall have a world government, whether we like it or not, by consent or by conquest. 
1925, Kalergi wrote a book called Practical Idealism, and he outlined the fact he wanted to destroy the previous identities of Europeans. He called for Europeans to mix with Asians, Arabs, and Africans. The banking elites and other oligarchs have ruthlessly exploited the Asia, Africa, and the Arab world. More than that, these are the same people who have been massacring Arabs for over 80 years with the goal of expelling them from their land. Of course, Kalergi never called for Canaanites to mix with other races. He and his banker's supporters have sought to destroy identity and the routes of the people of the world so they are easier to control. As is well known, none other than modern-day Canaan, government NGOs, and such groups are leading the fight for mass immigration into the West. In modern-day Canaan, immigrants are not allowed to enter that land, and intermarriage is forbidden. However, these same people are insisting the West accept immigrants into their lands. Their agenda is carried out by putting puppets in place to destabilize governments, go to war with, and ruthlessly exploit the Middle East, Africa, Asia, and Latin America. Theodore Herzl and the criminal cabal have gotten just about everything they could ask for and then some, placing their agents everywhere. One doesn't need to look any further than APAC and the ADL. 90% of the American media is owned by six corporations. General Electric, News Corp, Disney, Viacom, Time Warner, and CBS. In the media, of course, you see a disproportionate number of these people. Outlets such as CNN, if you are involved in supporting the Palestinian people like Mark Lamont Hill, they fire you. There is one common thing about Mark Zuckerberg, Sergey Brin, Larry Page, Michael Linton, Gary Barber, Steven Spielberg, Harvey Weinstein, Larry David, Woody Allen, Bob Eager, Jeff Zucker, Summer Rothstein, Stephen Hirsch, Steve Orenstein, Greg Lansky, Ezra Levant, Larry Ellison, Michael Bloomberg, Michael Dell, and countless more. Can you guess what they have in common? In the Middle East, they supported terrorist groups in Lebanon that tried to set the Christians against the Muslims. In Palestine, they've been trying to set off a religious conflict for a long time between the Palestinian Christians and the Palestinian Muslims. In Syria, they have been supporting the terrorist rebel opposition. That support came for both groups like the FSA and its allies, including Al-Qaeda, ISIS, and the Marxist terrorist SDF. The former Mossad head, Ephraim Halevi, told the world why, and it was because Al-Qaeda has never attacked modern-day Canaan. In Iraq, Modern-day Canaan continues to support the breaking up of Iraq and have attacked the forces for stability in that troubled country. The reason modern-day Canaan supports the mass immigration of largely Wahhabi men into Europe is because they know about the violence that these men bring, and subsequently many Westerners turn their resentment to the entire Islamic community as a whole and not just the Wahhabis and their types. 
the modern-day Canaan nightmare is seeing the Christian European Western world having excellent relations with stable, peaceful countries in the Arab world and wider Islamic world. Yep, that would be their nightmare. Powerful people of modern-day Canaan are strong lobbyists and are absolutely massive and corrupt. The oligarchs in America are disproportionately of this group of people. Canaan forces bombed the USS Liberty deliberately and then threatened to share the intelligence with the Soviet Union if the U.S. didn't stop the investigation. As for blackmail, look no further than what Jeffrey Epstein has done. He was a Mossad agent who blackmailed countless numbers of elites. America has had Masons in the political system dating all the way to the founding of America. Remember when the elites in modern-day Canaan were always pumping Trump's ego? In fact, these people even refer to him as a king of modern-day Canaan. All APAC has to do is just flood any two major candidates in an individual political race, and they have their goals solidly achieved. Replace royal rule with socialist rule, then communist rule, then despotism. This decree from Count Richard von Codenhove-Kalergi was written at a time when the monarchy was far more prevalent and had far more power than today. Moses Hess proceeded Theodore Herzl, and he was known as the Communist Rabbi. Hess helped to write the Communist Manifesto with Karl Marx, Marx and Frederick Engels and several other major Bolshevik leaders. Vladimir Putin himself admitted the first Soviet government was predominantly of Canaanite leadership. Meanwhile, Nobel Prize-winning historian Alexander Sholzhenitsyn explained that without the Canaanites, there would not have been Bolshevism. The current Canaan occupiers are able to basically get away with whatever they want while Palestinians are subjected to apartheid and absolutely hellish living conditions. Sacrificing people is what the elites do when they send American and Western troops to go and fight another war for modern-day Canaan. In the White House, the only religious symbols you will see allowed are the Canaanite symbols. Prayer in school is no more. Teaching of the Ten Commandments is no more. God has been removed from the culture, but there is no shortage of Canaanite symbols. The U.S. spends more on education per capita than everywhere else in the world, yet the performance of our students continues to worsen. Why is this, one would wonder? The Katyn massacre has been falsely attributed to the Nazis, even when the CIA exposed the U.S. covered up that it was Stalin's butchers who in fact carried out the massacre. This is an example of a Kalergi effect of rewriting history. Sports, Hollywood, music, and other such entertainment serves to distract people from the realities they and their country face. Hollywood is a cesspool of filth and perversion in its own right, but the situation as it pertains to pornography in the West is even worse. Millions of people are addicted. Children at younger and younger ages are seeing pornography and they are getting addicted. 
Pornography is a weapon of control, and none other than the Canaanite occupation regime used it against the Palestinians in Ramallah when they illegally occupied that Palestinian land. The pornography industry is disproportionately Canaanite, with many of the famous pornographers and site owners being Canaanite. Greg Lansky, Steve Orenstein, Ron Jeremy, and Al Goldstein are well-known examples of this reality. Al Goldstein made clear why his brethren were in this industry. The only reason that Canaanites are in pornography is to undermine everything Christ stands for. Did you know America has a surveillance state that not even the East German Stasi could have dreamed to have? One of the primary authors of the Patriot Act was a U.S. Canaanite dual citizen, Michael Chertoff, after all. Since then, America and the West overall has seen a rather consistent trend of stagnation in wages, while the cost of everything else continue to rise. That is a mix of outsourcing and flooding the community with cheap labor. Meanwhile, these same people are the ones exploiting the third world and keeping them in a cycle where they are very unlikely to grow and prosper. The Canaanites got their wish of taking our possessions, wealth, property, and gold when Franklin Delano Roosevelt ordered the seizure of the gold of Americans. Shortly after, they were able to introduce a progressive tax on wealth. That has long since been implemented, and of course the elites don't pay taxes at a rate that their employee does. The Canaanite hero, George Soros, effectively orchestrated a financial crisis in Thailand in 1997, and again a global financial crisis in 2008 and 9. The Canaanites have used long-term interest-bearing government loan debt traps and usury all over the world, especially in countries like Greece and Argentina, whose economies were crushed by the devastating interest totals. It is a common practice for the Canaanites to regularly give the puppets in government horrible advice whether it is pertaining to economic policies or foreign policy. The West does not economically win any more despite having all the resources to do so. Hmm, wonder why. We face a ruthless and evil enemy who seeks to destroy our religions, identities, and races. They want the Christian and the Muslim, the Westerner and Arab, the Westerner and Persian, among many others, to fight one another while they purposefully destroy what makes us unique and different forever. We must fight as best as we can to stop the wars and corruption that lead to mass immigration while focusing on the real enemy pulling the strings behind the curtains.